<laughs> well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, October 26th, and the time is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you are tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this brief time in comparison to eternity when we come together for prayer, supplication, intercession, and prayer warfare on behalf of those of us who are parents or guardians of unsaved, backslidden, or wayward sons and daughters. You know, many young people, whether they're teens or adult children that may not live at home, have maybe perhaps turned away from the church. Maybe they've grown up in church and through the lure of the world, temptations, desire to go after worldly things, have put aside the things of eternity, put them in the background, and are no longer interested in eternal things. And they have turned aside. We pray for them that the Holy Spirit convict them of their waywardness and that they return to the fold and recommit their lives to Jesus Christ. Others of us have unsaved sons and daughters who have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, and they may be relying on the salvation of their parents or guardians. Maybe they come to church on occasion, crack open their Bible, or maybe watch a Christian program, and they believe that's enough. The Word of God says that many people have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And so we lift them up in prayer as well. There are many of us who are parents and guardians of unsaved, wayward, and backslidden sons and daughters, and we agonize over them. Some of us have wayward children that are incarcerated, and we worry about them in those dangerous environments. Other children are in drug rehabilitation centers, in bondage to the chains of drug addiction or alcoholism. Others of us have unsaved sons and daughters that are on the street or involved in gangs or living illicit lifestyles, and we worry about them. We pray for them. We don't want them to enter into a Christless eternity. And then there are those of us who who have unsaved, wayward, or backslidden sons and daughters, and we don't know where they are. They have left home, and their whereabouts are unknown, and we're anxious for them. You know, in the story of the prodigal son, no cell phones, no instant messaging. The young man left home, and the father had no idea where his son was. Didn't know if he was alive or dead, laying in the gutter, the victim of violence or sick. But he kept faith, and I'm sure he continued to pray. We don't know how much time passed, but the Word of God says that he looked on the road, and there... There was his son returning back to the fold, and he welcomed him with open arms and threw a feast for his wayward son. And that's the response of our Lord Jesus Christ, where the prodigal returns and accepts Christ and recommits their lives to Jesus Christ. He doesn't say, I told you so. He doesn't make them feel bad about their return. He welcomes them and embraces them that they have returned and committed their lives to him. And so that is what this podcast is all about. Prayer and supplication and petition and intercession, prayer warfare as we bind the strong man and pray for the deliverance and salvation 
of our wayward and backslidden sons and daughters. You know, I've said many times, I don't believe that we are in the last days. I believe we are in the very last seconds. The next event on the biblical prophetic calendar is the rapture, the snatching up of believers from this world. It can happen tonight. It'll happen in the twinkling of an eye when the Lord Jesus Christ takes away those who have died in the faith first. The book of Thessalonians says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together and will meet the Lord in the air. It's not a fairy tale. It's not fable. It is actually going to happen. And when it does happen, it'll catch many people unexpectedly. A lot of folks who expect to get rapture will be left behind. They'll be surprised. But it is definitely going to happen. And once it does happen, the word of God says that it'll be followed by a period of time, seven years of great tribulation when God pours out his judgment on a rebellious and unrepentant world. It's going to be a horrible time. And we do not want our prodigal sons and daughters to get left behind, nor do we want them to enter a Christless eternity and die in their sins. So it's important that we pray and fast and believe God for the deliverance and salvation of our wayward, prodigal, and unsaved sons and daughters. This is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation in it. There's a phone icon at the bottom of the Podbean app. And if you want to be a part of this podcast, maybe give a testimony or perhaps share a thought of inspiration or share a scripture. Maybe you have a prayer request that you want to submit. All you have to do is go on the Podbean app and key it in, type it in. And our brother Jamie, who's our board person, will see it. And will let us know if you want it to be an unspoken, anonymous request with no details. We will respect your confidentiality and privacy. Our intention isn't to embarrass anyone or to put anyone on the spot. But we want your participation in this podcast. Something you have to say will be an encouragement and an inspiration to someone. This is an ironing, sharpening iron period of time. We want to welcome a variety of listeners from different localities. We want to welcome listeners in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. We have listeners in Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, and Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, New Jersey, and Montana. There are parents of prodigal sons and daughters tuning in in Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana. New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, South Carolina, Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, and most recently, the great state of Wyoming. Internationally, we have listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, and Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, and most recently, Germany. Now, because of time differences in different states and different countries, many people will not be listening to this podcast live. They'll be downloading it at a later time. Maybe some people are working and cannot tune in live. That's okay. The Holy Spirit can work just as powerfully and effectively 
through a download as he can in a live podcast. And so we welcome you, all of you, to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. This is a very special Parents of Prodigals podcast because we have two guest hosts that will be joining me in a moment on the air. Now, one of our guest hosts has been here before. Our dear brother, Jerron Wilkins Jr., was here a while back sharing his testimony on how he came to Christ, and God has blessed him with the gift of spoken word, and he shared his gift with us. He didn't perform. He ministered. There is a difference. He is not a performer. He is a man of God who utilizes his gift for the strengthening of the body and for the glory of God. So if you're tuning in to hear him perform, tune out. But he is here to minister to you, and you will be blessed by his spoken word. He'll be sharing his testimony. It's an extra special uh, time here at Parents of Prodigals because we are joined by his lovely wife, my dear sister, Lorena Wilkins, and she will be sharing her testimony on her salvation story and her journey in the faith. And so uh, we're also here with my dear brother, Jamie, who's our sound man. Jamie, thanks so much for being here. We are broadcasting live from the dining room of Brother Jerron and Sister Lorena. They have graciously opened their home to us to uh, broadcast live from their home. Brother Jamie, any thoughts? No, just uh, once again, very happy to be here together. It's been a while. Um, always love tuning in, but it's extra special when we're in the same room all on one accord. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thank God for that. Well, without further ado, I want to introduce briefly before we go into our devotion, I want to introduce again, Brother Jerron Wilkins Jr. and his lovely wife, Sister Lorena Wilkins. Brother Jerron, welcome to our good podcast good again. Evening. Good evening. Good evening. God is good. How are you? Very good, brother. Very good. That's good. That's very good. I'm just happy to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad we're able to uh, to be able to do this. This is very much, very, very much so needed. Um, like you said, we are in the last, the last seconds. Mm. That's that's factual. There's no way around that. You know, and uh, <clears throat> anything that we can do to try to get the prodigals or anyone anyone that is wayward. Even even backslidden Christians that 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 don't necessarily want to be called backslidden mm. to get them back on the right path, even if it's a conversation. Like we need to take that time out to do that. So being able to do this tonight is is is, ex is excellent. It feels good. It feels good to my soul. I'm glad that we're able to do it. I'm glad we're all here. Yes. And I'm glad my wife is here this time too, which is great. So Sister you know. Lorena, definitely. Thank God. Good Sister evening. Lorena, good evening to you. Thank you for having us. Um, like my husband said, it's very much needed. Um, I'm very happy to be a part of this and I'm very um, excited to what is going to happen because of this, because yes, I believe we are in the last seconds and this is very much needed um, to happen right now. Amen. Amen. This is an exciting program. We're going to have two exciting testimonies, insights. We're going to be blessed with the spoken word ministered to. And then we're going to have a praise report later on during our podcast, how God is working in the life of the son of one of our listeners. Uh, she will be calling in a little later on. 
But at this point in time, I'm going to ask our brother Jerron to lead us in an opening prayer before we get into our devotion. Absolutely. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Father God, for your direction tonight. Lord, lead us, Father, the way you want us to go. Give us the direction, Father God, and the conversation that we have and the, the, the topics that we talk about, Father, and lead the right people to come tonight so that way they can be touched. They can be touched by, by you, Father God, through us. In Jesus' name, I thank you and praise you, Father, for it. Anoint this evening, anoint Brother Allen, anoint Brother Jamie, anoint my wife, anoint myself, Father God. Give us burning coals from out of our mouth today. Allow us to our words to be a burning coal mm. into people's heart, Father God, to light the fire that they need to have ignited for their life to be what it needs to be unto you, Father. I thank you, Lord God, and praise you, Lord, for it now. Satan, we break your power. We command you to leave now any type of distractions, any type of uh, 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 anything that, that anything that could stop the message from being given tonight. We command it to go. Technical difficulties with people's phones, bad service. It, it must stop now. Mm. This is going to be a direct connect to anyone that needs to hear it. And we thank you and praise you, Lord God, for the opportunity that you have blessed us with this evening. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I like that. A direct connect. I'm going to have to keep that in mind for Amen. the next podcast. <laughs> Amen. Well, the title of tonight's devotional is The End Times, Satanic Traps and Our Prodigals. The End Times, Satanic Traps and Our Prodigals. And our text tonight is taken from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. And I'll give you a moment to find our scripture text in your Bibles. You know, aside from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the Ephesian church itself is mentioned in two other instances, once in the book of Acts and the other is in the book of Revelation. And the challenge is that the church there was facing included the sexual immorality that was tied to the cult of Artemis and its pagan worship false teaching and false apostles that were causing deception, heresy, and division, and the accumulation of wealth and prosperity that was luring people away from living for Christ and making them complacent. And these issues resulted in God telling the church in Revelation chapter 2, verse 4, that they had left their first love, meaning that they had compromised their walk because of these influences, and as a result, lost their zeal and fire for God. Now, in these very last moments in history, with all that is happening in the world right now, with biblical prophecy being fulfilled right before our very eyes, and the rapture practically upon us, we need to be careful about how we live, especially in front of our prodigal sons and daughters, if we are to win them for the Lord. But the enemy will always try to sabotage us by laying traps for us, to derail us from being effective witnesses and testimonies to them. Well, what kinds of traps should we be aware of and how should we respond to them? Well, let's explore this. Let's read our scripture text together. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. And I'm going to ask my brother Jerron to first read our text from the English Standard Version of God's Word and then have our sister Lorena read from the King James Version. Brother Jerron. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 5, 15. Look carefully, then how you walk, 
not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Sister Lorena, in the King James, please. Amen. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Praise God. Thank you so much, both of you, for reading God's word. I like to read from a variety of versions to add a different perspective through different wording, but shed light on the scripture. You know, it was during the fifth century when the Greek army was at its most powerful and was at war with several nations. And there were times during these conflicts when the Greeks would invade the enemy. It was during these occasions when the Greek army was in enemy territory that they were aware that enemy traps could be laid and an ambush could come at any moment and from any direction. Sometimes the enemy was waiting ahead of the Greeks in hiding. Perhaps the enemy would attack them from the sides, or perhaps the enemy may allow the Greek army to invade deep into their territory and come up from behind them so that they couldn't retreat. And on some occasions, the attack would come at once from all sides. Whichever the case was, the Greek commander would be aware of these possible dangers. And as a warning to the troops, the commander would yell out an order to the soldiers in Greek. Akribos pos peripateo. Akribos pos peripateo. Walk circumspectly and walk carefully. And this is exactly what the Apostle Paul is telling you and I to do in our scripture text. You and I, as believers, are in enemy territory. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. John chapter 17, verse 16. And as I mentioned in last week's devotional, I do not believe we are living in the last days, but in the last moments, the very last seconds. This is not the time to become lax or allow the world, the flesh, or the enemy to catch us off guard or distract us. Now, those two Greek words broken down, akribos, meaning to be careful, to be diligent, to use caution, describing the manner in which a particular task is performed. And what is this task? It's our peripateo, our second word. It's our conduct, our daily walk, the way we live our lives, especially in front of our prodigal sons and daughters. The first part of that word, peri, is where we get our word periscope, a device that's helping naval personnel look all around in every direction for any possible threats, or the word perimeter, meaning the areas around us. The message is clear. If you and I are to live lives worthy of our calling, lives that will serve as testimonies to our unsaved sons and daughters in the ministry of winning them to Christ, we need to be careful and diligent in our daily walk, no matter where we are and in all areas of our lives, looking all around us for the demonic traps that our enemy has laid out against us and is waiting for us to walk into. So what are these traps? Well, one trap is spiritual indifference, the trap of spiritual indifference. The enemy can lull you and I into a disposition of spiritual laziness. 
lack of zeal for the things of God and eternity, not setting our sights on the things above, no burden for souls, no hunger for God's presence, or reading his word, or worship, or fellowship, no sense of urgency, treating your relationship with Christ like a hobby, something you do part-time. Do our prodigals hear us talking excitedly about Christ's return or soul winning? Or do they see us spending hours watching television or perhaps playing video games or constantly on social media? Do our prodigals see in us a sense of urgency or anticipation regarding the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? Matthew chapter 24, verse 42 through 44 says, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you must also be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. The satanic trap of getting us to let our guard down, to lose our enthusiasm, to lower the shield of faith, and allow the sword of the Spirit to get dull. Luke chapter 21, verse 35 says, Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of this life, and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. A second trap is the trap of doubt. The trap of doubt. Is the enemy whispering doubts about God's faithfulness in our ears? Is he trying to get you and I to believe that God doesn't care, that God is not listening, that God is not going to come through, that trusting him is a waste of time, and that we should take matters in our lives into our own hands? There is nothing more that our enemy would love than to see us walk into the trap of doubt, second-guessing our Lord's love for us, or a doubt that he's in control of what's happening in our world. Because when we doubt God's love and his sovereignty, that will affect our worship of him, our trust in him, and our fellowship with him. If there was ever a time to make sure our complete confidence is in our Lord Jesus, it is now. A third trap is the trap of fear. The trap of fear. With everything that is occurring in our world today, many are fearful and uncertain about any hope for the future. Satan would love for the believer to take our eyes off the Lord, be anxious about world events, and for our prodigals to see us worried about what is occurring in the world today. The Word of God in Luke chapter 21, verse 25 through 26 says, Then there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And there will be anguish on the earth among the nations, bewildered by the roaring of the sea and the waves. And then verse 25 goes on to say, People will faint from fear and expectation of the things that are coming on the world, because the powers of the heavens will be shaken. But take note, these are the fears of those who have never surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ whose names are not written in the book of life, and who will not spend eternity with our Lord in glory. What are perilous times for the unbeliever are not perilous for those covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Because in verses 27 and 28, the word of God goes on to say, and Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. And then verse 28 goes on, 
and says, but when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Our prodigal sons and daughters should not see us wringing our hands in anxiety or worry, but with the peace that passes all understanding and recognizing that despite what is going on, everything is under control, God's control, and things are occurring as they were foretold in the word of God. It is when they see us exhibiting peace, joy, hope, and anticipation, despite what is happening in the world, that the Spirit of God can work in their hearts. And when you and I as believers allow the enemy to trap us in spiritual indifference, doubt, and fears, it can lead us to falter in our commitment, resulting in us walking into the last trap, the trap of compromise, the trap of compromise. Our prodigals need to see us, despite all that's happening, behaving like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3, maintaining holiness, integrity, consecration, and trust, even though we may, fa we may face pressure, threats, or intimidation from the world. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 says, walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. And that word worthy is the Greek word axios. Axios, it means to balance the scales. The believer who walks in a manner worthy of his calling is one whose daily living, his speech, his conduct, and his frame of mind matches and corresponds to what he professes to be and believe. The last thing our prodigals need to see is hypocrisy and inconsistent living on our part. And when we are walking circumspectly, carefully, we should do it as our text states, as wise, not unwise using sound spiritual discernment and judgment, making the best use of our remaining time here, and knowing and following what God's will is. So what I say to you by the word of God, I say to myself as well, let us all in these final prophetic moments, akribos pos peripateo, let us all walk circumspectly and carefully, and in a manner that is worthy of our calling. Because, brothers and sisters, the days are evil, and the time is indeed short. Brother Jerron and Sister Lorena, give me your insights on what you've just heard. What do you think? Uh, <clears throat> circumspectly. I, I never, I had to actually, I had to look the word up. So I, I, I was, I, I've heard that before. I've heard that in the Bible before. But I was never, I never really totally understood it. And after looking the definition up, it's a uh, moving carefully. Mm. So when a when a, a fox is coming out at nighttime or a raccoon, they're usually watching their surroundings. Mm. They're they're checking to see what's what's around because they're not trying to get ate up or mm. or put into uh, a predator's mouth or stomach. So they're we're watching what they're doing. And that's what came to mind as I started reading the definitions, like uh, a raccoon or a fox, mainly, probably probably more so a fox. Raccoons kind of don't really care sometimes. <laughs> Those guys are a little ignorant. But but the fox definitely uh, is more sly, is more cunning about the moves that he's making, like just checking to see what, what the surroundings are, even like a, almost like a cat, like just kind of just, and, and that's what came to mind. And we, we need to be like that as well. We need to, mainly because of the fact that we are raising children mm -hmm. and 
especially in our in our home, yeah. the the decisions that we make are decisions that affect the whole family. Mm-hmm. And I'm I am now a, a big believer of that, and I'm aware of that in, in in just life. You can you can see that whatever you do, they are watching you. Mm-hmm. So it's very important for us to to uh, to make sure that we are walking the way we should be walking. Mm-hmm. You know, period, and and not just in our families, but as well for other believers too cuz how can you say you're about this or about that and you're not living that specific lifestyle like that's total hypocrisy absolutely and it absolutely is true so that's mm. that's my take on it it's definitely it's definitely important to walk circumspectly definitely sister Lorena yeah um i agree with my husband and a lot of it is having a prayerful life as well um be wise uh, you don't know what life is going to throw at you. Sometimes um, unexpectedly things happen. Mm-hmm. But if you are, see, before you step out of bed and you have that prayer life, you have that relationship, you have um, that you can tap in, um, God is going to show you. And especially with children. And a lot of times we don't see, like, they go you know, to school, we go to work separately. But there's things that happen that, that uh, the flag is that God or the Holy Spirit will come and tap into you and you will know because now you're using the spiritual and not just the natural. Mm. So that is definitely more of walking wisely, but using your tools because he, he, he's gifted us with them. Definitely. Mm. Amen. You know, I was born and raised in the South Bronx, and I remember sometimes I would walk in the streets at night and talk about Akribos Peripateo. I remember being advised by several family members, instead of walking on the sidewalk, walk in the middle of the street so that the street lights are flashing on you. If you're walking in the middle of the street, you can't be caught by surprise by what's around you. If you walked on the sidewalk, anybody could grab you from an alley or from a doorway or come up from behind you, but you would walk in the middle of the street of any South Bronx street and the streetlights would be flashing on you. And that way you have space all around you to run. And most of the time, of course, you would run if you faced a danger. But that's a perfect example of Akribos Paripateo. Uh, and we need to do that. Again, I agree with both of you. A lot of us have unsaved sons and daughters, uh, prodigals, and we need to be witnesses. The word of God says we need to be living epistles that can be seen and read of all men. I think the most important people are our children. They're watching us. If they're unsaved, they're watching us to see if what we have and what we profess is real. And again, I believe that the rapture could take, it could take place tonight if the Lord tarries. And while it is a blessed hope for all of us and we want it to occur, we definitely don't want our unsaved loved ones to get left behind. So praise God for the word that was ministered. Now we are approaching the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and we are going to be blessed and ministered to by spoken word of our brother, Jerron Wilkins Jr. Now it's important that you pay attention to the lyrics as well. He is not here to perform. He is here to minister and he is a man of God. And so be blessed. Now, when we return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, we're going to hear from our brother Jerron and sister Lorena. They'll be sharing their testimonies as to how they became to Christ and what the Lord has been doing in their lives. We're also going to have that praise report, which is going to be coming in soon. So we're going to break into our musical interlude, and then we'll return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. 
Stay tuned, but be blessed. And we'll see you in a few moments. Anointed my pen. Thankful, thankful I am. Without him, I wouldn't be where I am. It looks like I can't do it, but I can. 
so I'm gon' praise his name, yeah He's taking away my pain, yeah His word never goes in vain, yeah I'm praying through the storm, man I know I got the victory He changed the way I was Even though y'all know my history I do not play no games, yeah I want to praise his name, yeah I know my life has changed, yeah I know I'm not the same, yeah he brought me through the storm, man I'm thankful for what he did for me He helped to make me strong Now I faith I got the victory I do not play no games, yeah I want to praise his name, yeah I know my life has changed, yeah I know I'm not the same, yeah He brought me through the storm, man I'm thankful for what he did for me Help to make me strong now by faith I got the victory Yeah, yeah. Uh. I was living the wrong way Bad choices, the consequences will harm me Enemy had me right where he wanted me A pawn playing chess in this game that I would never win The wrong people walked in my life and they was never friends Drama on my left and my right, I thought it'd never end My mind full of so much anger, my heart was full of sin I tried to take my life two times, God wouldn't let me go Cause cause he had plans for me, now I'ma let him know I want to praise his name, yeah He's taking away my pain, yeah His word never goes in vain, yeah I'm praying through the storm And I know I got the victory He changed the way I was Even though I know my history I do not play no games, yeah I want to praise his name, yeah I know my life has changed, yeah I know I'm not the same, yeah He brought me through the storm, man I'm thankful for what he did for me He helped to make me strong Now I faith I got the All right, praise God. I thank the Lord for those two pieces of spoken word. I especially like those lyrics, no games. We were just talking about that. This is not the time to be playing games to treat our Christianity like it's a hobby or something we pull off a shelf and do part-time. Now, there were two pieces that were played. What were the inspiration for these two pieces, Brother Jerron? Uh, as far as no games, it's exactly what you said. It's pretty self-explanatory. I, I, uh, I'm... I was at a point in my time when a point in time in my life when I when I wrote that that I'm not playing games anymore. Like I, I was uh I would go back and forth with the Lord using what I needed him for and then go back and would do my own thing. And at that point in time I was you know, I'm like, all right, you know what, I'm I'm gonna go in and really do this for real this time. I've never really tried to make it work for real. Let me try it this time. So no more games. As far as the the first song is called Praise the Lord. It's just me. It's just my it's just basically me giving an offering to the Lord in music. Like uh that that's my gift. So the way they gave offerings and how they hey they in Leviticus where you got different people giving different types of offerings and uh uh angry offerings, sin offerings and all like this was just a love offering 
Right. Like a, a straight love offering with, from my gift to, to the Lord. Right. And it's called Praise the Lord. It's a very pretty mon- melodic song. Mm. And uh, my father actually was uh, playing the guitar on that too. So oh, okay. it was a good opportunity for the both of us to collaborate and uh, to give God some praise. You know, so that that was that was our offering to to the Lord in music. Okay, praise God. Amen. Well, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned playing games, and we mentioned during the devotional uh, about how um, you know how we can't be lax, and how we can't allow the enemy to lull us into uh, spiritual laziness. In the beginning of the podcast, we mentioned that many prodigals uh, were involved in the church. You know. Not all prodigals are out in the street and doing drugs and drinking. You can be a prodigal in church. You can be a member of the choir, part of the youth group and the whole nine yards and be a prodigal. Again, many people come to church. They have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And so we, you know, we have to remember that, you know, not all prodigals are drug addicts or alcoholics or in gangs. There may be a prodigal right underneath your nose. There may be a prodigal in the choir, in the youth group. Again, they sing songs in the choir. They participate in youth activities, but they have never actually confessed their sins, acknowledged their need for a Savior, and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Praise God for that. Now, we were expecting a uh, phone contact from a dear sister who was going to call in with a praise report. Um, I don't know if she is if she is here. Hold on. Okay. Apparently, uh, our dear sister is uh, is trying to uh, call through. So that's one of the things about being live. You never know when something is going to happen. Isn't that right, Sister Lorena? That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Uh, we're going to proceed. Uh, I know she's trying to 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 get through to us to give us this praise report. And again, this is an ironing sharpening iron podcast, and we are just waiting for her to get through so she can give this testimony on how her son came to Christ. The answer to prayer. You know, I've often said, wouldn't it be great if our prodigals were to accept Christ instantaneously without any issues? The Bible says that. Jesus saw some of the disciples on their nets, and he called them, and the word of God says that they dropped their nets, and he immediately followed Jesus. Matthew was at his tax collector's booth, and he called Matthew to follow him. Then Matthew left his tax collector's booth and followed Christ. Wouldn't that be great if it could happen like that? But that's not always the case. Some people have to end up being like Paul, knocked down and blinded. It's a scary thing to tell the Lord, Lord, do what it takes to bring my child to the point of salvation, breaking the stubborn self-will, breaking the stubborn, hardened heart, opening up the eyes that refuse to be opened. And so we pray and we fast for these prodigal sons and daughters. I understand our brother uh, Jamie is contacting our sister. So, um, But what we're doing now is we're going to proceed, and our brother Jerron and our sister Lorena will be giving their testimonies as to how they came to the Lord. Now, our brother Jerron was on here at one time before, and he was telling us how he came to Christ, a difficult journey, a long journey, 
He was facing many, many challenges before he came to Christ. So I'm going to defer to, hold on, I think we have her on the air, our dear sister. So we're going to give it a, a moment. Are you able to hear, sister? Yes, sir. Yes. Praise God. And there she is. Is this Texas mom? This is Texas mom. Thank God, dear sister. Thank God. We welcome <laughs> you to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I understand there were some technical difficulties, but we're glad to have you on the air. We know there's a time difference down in Texas. And so yes, sir. We, we praise God that you're here. Now, I'm going to defer to you. I know that we have been praying for your son, Curtis. You presented the prayer requests, and we were lifting him before the throne of grace. Tell us about uh, your family. Tell us about Curtis, his journey, and what is happening in your family with his salvation. Yes, sir. First of all, I want to thank you for inviting me on and and mostly for all of the prayers that you've done each week for my son, Curtis. It's, mm. it's just been all uh, it's, it's been so wonderful. But just to give you a little backstory on my son, um, Curtis is 27 years old. Uh, he has suffered from addiction probably for the past seven years or so. Um, recently moving on to harder drugs and, you know, starting out with marijuana and then moving on to harder drugs. And about seven months ago, uh, when he went into the hardest part of his addiction, I received a call from him. I was at work and he was pretty distraught, um, crying. I think he, he was, he said he was scared. I think mostly of himself, um, in the position that he was in. And I told him, I said, just stay right where you are. Uh, he was at his home and I said, I'm, I'm leaving work. I'm coming to get you. So I showed up there and of course he, he was still, you know, uh, of course he was probably coming, coming down from whatever he had done the night before or whatever, but he was having some really, bad thoughts and he told me he's like mom he says I, I want to get better but I know I can't do it by myself so thank God I called and they were able to get him in that day he agreed to go into treatment that day and so we drove probably in about an hour and a half to get him to the bed that they had available for him in treatment and um, that day September 15th he went into treatment he spent eight days probably in detox and the next 30 days in rehab. And, you know, before he entered rehab, I had been listening to the podcast. I was just so desperate for prayer, for help, you know, for other parents that I knew were going through the same feelings that I was going through and feeling so alone. And I knew I wasn't alone. And by God's grace, I found this podcast, Parents of Prodigals, and Every week, you know, Brother Allen praying for each child, I mean, independently, separately, and just, it just touched my heart the way that occurred. And it just, it made me want to pray for all of the, the parents that were out there and the, and our children who were just in such desperation. And so I started listening and finally got up enough courage to, to present my prayer request, you know, and as I said, uh, Brother Allen, you prayed for Curtis every week. Um, I was just, I was just amazed, you know, at, at the prayer and, and I guess, you know, growing up in, in Catholic religion, we didn't, I really didn't know how to pray. You know, I thought I did, but I, I, I really don't think that I did. And, and I've learned so much about how we can ask God to, 
to answer our prayers and to be there with us. And so, um, you know, I, I just appreciate that so much. But not long after uh, when Curtis made the call to me for help and he went into treatment, each week I, I was able to see him and I could see a change in him, just the way he was talking about God and, and wanting God in his life. And after about probably about three weeks, he explained to me that he had watched The Passion of the Christ. And after that show, he said he it, he just changed completely and said that he felt like God was present and hearing his prayers. And um, tomorrow will be one week that Curtis has been home. And during this week, and I know it's it's very soon for him to be you know out of treatment and everything, but I can tell by just the way he's continued in his prayers and, and the things that he posts on social media now that he, it's about God and he talks about God in his life and everything that that's surrounding him now is, is positive. And so I, I just praise God for that. And, you know, I guess my testimony and in, in, in everything is, you know, we, we never can stop praying. There's so much power in prayer. And especially when all of our parents come together for our children, the power of prayer is just, it's just great. Um, you know, we have to to not be in agreement with anything other than God. And I know that as a parent, you're going through these things, you get, you know, you get kind of weary and you get to where you're you're just down. And, and we have to have a renewed mind. We have to have to come. We have to come into agreement with God's word. You cannot be in agreement with anything else. And even though we get down sometimes and everything. When you're reasoning in your mind, you're not in God's agreement. You know, you have to be in agreement. And that's just the way I feel about it. And, you know, so many people say, well, yeah, you know, he's doing good now. But what if this? Well, what if that? Well, you know, I can't dwell in that. I've asked God for his favor and his grace and mercy on Curtis. And I have to stand fast. You know, I have to stand tall in in, in what I believe in. And sure, a lot of a lot of people, you know, don't I guess they don't look at it like that and they're thinking of all the what ifs but I can't afford to look at the what ifs I'm looking at what God gave Curtis today and what he continues to give him and what he continues to give me so I'm not going to reason in my mind about what could go wrong I have to be in agreement with God and and we we all must be in agreement with God's word what he says will be done it's done and there's no other way he hears our prayers so we can't give in to our reasoning we have to stand on what, what we're praying for. And, you know, we come together each week and we pray and, and we just have to stand strong on what we're praying for because God's going to deliver that. And Curtis is a perfect example of that. And, and it takes continued prayer. It's not just, Oh, okay, it's all fixed. So now I can ease up on that. I will never, ever ease up on the prayer that I have, um, you know, for, for my son and for, for all people out there for the the two joshua's the the gabby the angela the johnny you know all these people that we pray for every week i mean they're in my prayers during the week so i just i just want parents to know that god does show grace he does show mercy and that you know we all can come together and and pray for our children and know that he is there for us and and that it's his word is is everything and so that's that's my testimony that, you know, for my son and and 
it can happen for all of us parents. We just have to stand firm on what we believe and, and not falter from that. So, Brother Allen, I appreciate every, all the prayers you've done for my son and for all the other children and parents that are going out there and, and feeling like there's just no hope. Well, there's always there's always hope, and we're going to continue, continue to pray for Curtis. Ground that is gained through prayer has to be held through prayer. But I want you to stay on the air before we before we let you go. I want first our brother Jerom to pray for Curtis right now. He's going to pray yes. for Curtis, and then his lovely godly wife Lorena will lift you up in prayer for your continued strength in the Lord. So, brother Jerom. Pray for our dear sister's son, Curtis. Yes, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Father, for Brother Curtis, Lord. Thank you, Father, for bringing him out of his trial, for bringing him out of his tribulation, for bringing him out of addiction. Addiction is no longer attached to him, his body, his mental, his physical, any longer in the name of Jesus. That's a spirit. Amen. We, we bind that spirit and we command it to go now and to stay gone in Jesus' name because this is not a one-time thing. This is not a one-shot deal. We're going to continue to keep praying and keep professing that addiction has no place in Curtis's life at all Amen. in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you, Father God, for it. We thank you, Lord God, for giving him the strength, for giving him the, the, the ability, Father, to stay steadfast in your word, Lord God. Keep the fire lit in Curtis's heart, in Curtis's mind. In the Amen. name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father, for that fire. Allow it to keep burning in him, Lord God. Allow him to have a hunger for you, Lord God, a thirst for you, Father, so that he goes after it every day like we go after regular food for our bodies, Lord God. We thank you and praise you, Father, for that now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We come against the spirits of doubt. Any type of doubt that might come inside Curtis's mind about whether or not he can physically uh, continue to stay addiction free. We bind that spirit now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Doubt you must go now in Jesus name. We thank you, Lord. And we praise you, Father God, for clearing his mind, renewing his mind, redeeming his Amen. mind. We thank you, Father God, that he will be he, he will walk by faith, Lord God, and not by sight. His steps will be ordered by you, Lord Jesus, not by his flesh but he'll move by his spirit, Father. And we thank you, Lord, and we praise you, Lord, for it now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Sister Lorena, lift this mom up in prayer, please. Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift this Texas mom up to you, Father. Strengthen her, Lord. Let her be able to continue to tell her testimony of her son, Father. You gave her the gifts and she is using it, Father. She, You gave her the keys and she is using it. She is accessing it, Father. And I pray that she continues to do that, to be a light, to be a, a voice of you, Father. As she depletes herself, she empties herself out, she's pouring you in, Father, to be strong for her son, Father. Because she's not going off of her own strength anymore, Lord, but she is using your strength. And I thank you for Amen. it, Lord. I glorify your name for it, Lord, because you know us as moms, we are we're needed to be to, to stand firm on your word, Father. We're needed to, to take care of our children, Father, but we can't do that alone. We learn how to parent through you, Lord, and I'm praying, and I'm 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 praying fast, and I'm I'm fasting for her 
son as well, Father, that she, she continues to just continues to continues to just go and be that mother that she is using your word and using your strength, Father God. And I thank you for it. I thank you for all the things that you will be doing, the things that you've done already, the doors that you opened up for her son, Amen. the doors that you opened up for her father, but the new ones that are coming, Father. There's going to be more, more testimony. There's going to be more, more uh, platforms for her to tell to yeah. tell her story about her son and what you've done because it glorifies you, Father. You're not going to stop here. It's going to go further, Lord. And I thank you for it. I thank you for continuing to just be there with her, comfort her in her times of, of uh, weakness, Father. You are there because sometimes we do get desperate, Lord, but sometimes it's needed for you to come in and, and, and amend our broken heart, Lord. The tears, every tear that is that has fallen, you have caught them, Lord. You have caught them and you put them in your bottle. And I pray that you just continue to comfort her with your loving arms and you show her the the path, the way that she's able to go and, and lead others and, and continue to, to be that mother that she's needed to be. And I thank you and I give you all the praise and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Texas mom, there is joy in heaven yes. over one yes. sinner that repents. Your yes. son's name, Curtis's name, is written in the book of life. So when the rapture takes place, Texas mom, look to your right or to your left because you're going to see your son raptured right along with you. And at the marriage supper, Amen. The, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, he's probably going to be sitting right next to you, being served by angels. Yes. Pray, and we're going to continue yes. to pray for Curtis. And we're going to continue to pray for you, rest assured, during the week and during this podcast. Please don't be a stranger. At your convenience, come back on the air. We would love to hear more from you, Texas mom. Yes, Brother Allen. And my prayer is the next time I, I come on to speak, Curtis is sitting right beside me and he can Amen. speak for himself. Hallelujah. Amen. We would look Amen. forward to that. Praise God, Texas mom. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for everything y'all do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Yes, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Glory to God. I would have interjected, but I was I started to cry there for a second here. <laughs> I want to get in, uh, to our two hosts here, Brother Jerron. Yes, sir. Now, we heard your testimony before, but I'm sure there are people who have not heard it. We want to hear how the Lord brought you to the fold absolutely um it was definitely a, a long journey that i'm going to condense because it's uh obviously yes the testimony is there and then life goes on so life has gone on for me and it's uh god is good i'm gonna put it like that but for those that didn't hear before i was uh i was raised by a christian family we went to church every sunday uh we were always at church. We traveled almost three hours to get to church. Um, so I was always in church. My parents had me in there. I think because of the fact that it was kind of forced into me is why I rebelled and why I left out. Um, even though while it was forced, I did grab everything that I knew I was supposed to have, like as far as how to pray, how to believe God. I just didn't do it unless I really needed it. So if I needed to get, get healed from a sickness, I would pray. If I needed some money, I would pray. And then as soon as I got both, I would do my own thing. You know, when I moved out of my parents' house, I got involved into a lot of different things. Uh, promiscuous, messing with women. I rapped. I always had a talent, a uh, gift of music. So I, I tried to uh, to rap with different groups. I, I rapped in the world sec secularly uh, and gained little to not much success in doing that because that clearly wasn't the way that God wanted me to go. 
uh, for years. I had a uh, even there was times where I, I was I was almost on. I almost did certain things that would have propelled me to the to the world side of of rapping. And the Lord closed the door every time, you know, because He knew that He didn't want that gift to be used to defame or 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 upset Him. So, you know, I kept having things happen. Addiction was a big issue in my life as well. I had a lot of drama happen in my life where I found out that both the children that I was fathering for years were not my children. Once I found that out after my son, I found out with him it was 12 years that I had been fathering him and found out he wasn't mine. And then uh, the, the little girl I called daughter, she was three years. Uh, that 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 will rock a person's life. You know, so after all that happened, I wanted to try to kill myself. I thought that was the way out. God didn't let me do that. Tried two different times. Didn't work. You know, so when God has a hold on your life, when God has a plan for your life, better, uh, it doesn't matter what you do. There's a, it says in Proverbs that you can throw uh, the dice, but God's going to figure out how they land. Mm-hmm. And and that's what he did with me. I, I definitely threw myself into whatever direction I decided to go into. And God had me land safely like Superman on the ground with no problems. So uh, I, I ended up going to a men's conference with the, with the church that my parents were going to. My brother and I went. And uh, we went and we changed, we got our lives changed. My, 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 my brother was into a lot of different things. I was into a lot of different things. And our lives changed that weekend in 2020 for the better. Ever since then, we have been trying to do what we are supposed to be doing. Notice I said trying, because at the end of the day, you're going to always have an issue. You're going to always have a circumstance. It's going to always be a storm. It's not going to be perfect sailing after you come into the things of God. So if you think that because you're a Christian now and because you're believing in God now that you're going to have a perfect life, the devil's going to actually antagonize you and 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 come at you even more because now you didn't piss him off. You know, you, you originally were doing things for him, so you, you things were probably sliding and it wasn't as bad. Now that you're on Team Jesus' side, you're going to even have an even harder trial. So he's not going to let up. He's going to try to keep your foot, his foot on, on your neck. And that's what he's done in my life. I've had a couple different situations that's happened to me recently. Um, and definitely chose the fear out with some of them and did not allow God to be Lord of my life and making the decisions that I made during that time, put me in a position where it was messed up. It was really messed up. It messed up, messed up a lot in my in my family, in my life, and just a lot of things. So, uh, the good thing about that is that God forgives and He does not condemn you for what you do. It's not, oh, you did this, you're done. You're supposed to be a Christian. What happened? You're 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 done. We're we're throwing you out. We're canceling you, as society does. Like that's not what happened with me. It, it actually strengthened my relationship with God. So little did the the, the devil know that this situation only made my relationship that much stronger with God. And now I believe there's really no separating me from the love of God, from, from the Lord at this point now, like it doesn't matter. Like I'm, I'm completely and 100% sold that it, that I'm able to get through anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is, you know? So that's where I, that's where I'm at now. Um, that's where, that's where I'm, I'm in a much better place. I'm, I'm in a much better faith wise situation with the Lord. And obviously, I'll have another testimony the next time I come because I'm sure there's going to be more stuff that's going to end up happening because the devil doesn't quit. But the good thing is, neither do I, and neither does our God. 
he doesn't quit either. So that's basically all that in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Let me ask you, what has what has been two of your well not two, I'm sure we face me. What have been your greatest challenges in you're a Christian man? Um, what have been some of the greatest challenges that you face? Um staying a Christian man twenty four hours a day. That's a that's a huge challenge for I would say anybody because people's eyes aren't on you when you're by yourself. You know, you can you can be alone and and it's literally just you. So now your integrity and your loyalty and you know just whether or not you really honor God is going to be tested. Because no one sees what I'm doing. Only person that sees it is God. And at the end of the day, you can repent, right? You can always repent, ask God for forgiveness. That's where the integrity comes in. That's where the you don't want to abuse his grace comes in. And if it's just you, you know, just you there, you're able to uh you're able to to do what you have to do and just keep it keep it the the right way. You know, just keep it keep it going for the Lord. Keep it keep it lit for Jesus, as as I, Jesus. as I say. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we're broadcasting live from the Wilkins, so we had some background laughter. Yeah. I, I believe the, the joy of the Lord the is, is everybody's Lord. strength in this house <laughs> right, right, right now. Amen. What you heard was the joy of the Lord. Praise God. Absolutely, Sister Lorena. Uh, I'm sitting at the edge of my seat. I'm mm -hmm. dying to hear. We are yes. dying to hear your testimony on mm -hmm. how you came to Christ and your journey. Please, it's Praise all yours. God. Um, I started in church. My parents brought me as a young uh, child. My grandparents uh, were in the church. My grandfather was actually a, a preacher. Um, so I was brought up. Uh, and then as I was a teenager, uh, we stopped going to church as much as a family. And that's when I started to drift away um, high school age. Uh, rebellious um, came over me. I, I think uh, I know for a fact I was attacked by um, spirits. Um, wasn't in the church as much. Um, and then I didn't know what, was, what it was at the time. Um, even as a young child, or teenager, I got involved with the wrong crowd, wrong friends, which introduced more things, more stuff that just at the pit that I started digging for myself. I was or rebellious with my parents. Um, I started to even pick up drug habits. Um, I tested, I think, every single avenue, um, even into the mental health was even an avenue that I was involved in with even hearing things it wasn't of God, um, but that even touched me as well. So I pretty much checked off a lot of boxes during that time from teenage to young adult, um, being involved with the wrong men, which drove me to not even like men. Um, I checked off all the boxes. Uh, I dug that hole pretty deep, um, running away from the things of God, uh, but then God saved me. I went into that desperation that we keep talking about desperation. So that's the part where um, was needed me to to get, even though I, it was very deep, um, there's nothing too deep for, for God that he can't pull you out of. And I was in the desperation mode with uh, two, I ended up having two children with a man that never wanted to marry me. And I was okay with that. That's how deep it was because I didn't want to get married. But then 
I started going back to church. I was desperate. I, I needed to fix that because then I started to look at my daughters and said, I don't want them living the life that I went through. I have to do something different um, because of the struggles of what I went through. I don't want to see that happen. Generational curse repeat itself. Started going back to church. Um, and then while I was at church, that's when I finally surrendered everything. And I started falling into the things of God. I, I confessed my sins and I, he showed me exactly where I was, but where I could be with him. Um, that's the other part is where you, I, I couldn't do it by myself. I needed God. And once I was able to really surrender and break down, um, I understood that all those things, that past girl who I was, was, was needed to bring me closer with, like my husband said, closer to God. So there's no way that me not going through that to really understand what he could do for me. And then there's the testimony part to that really glorifies what he has done and continues to do in our lives. Um, there's no way that I would be at the part where I'm at now with my husband, a person that didn't want to get married and is now married with, with more children. Um, there's no way I could have done that without God. So I praise God for it. I, I praise him for even the, 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 the fault failures that I called, you know, that was still needed. And I thank him for it because I couldn't see God or and I couldn't hear him without, without those moments of him pulling me out of it. And I thank him for, cause I don't deserve it. I don't even deserve it. His love is so strong in my life because I know how many things, how many times I messed up intentionally digging my own hole that he pulled me out of anyway, cause his mercy and his grace is so powerful. Um, so that's why I under, I, it's just, it's something that I didn't want my daughters to ever see, but I know sometimes as uh, children, our children, prodigals, that they do stuff, but we can't lose the faith that they, they sometimes need to go through the test that they need to go through that they can't get out of. There's nothing that's too deep for God to not pull them out of. And that's where the faith part comes. And that's what I also see within my own testimony. But then with my children, they're kind of young, but if they to get, to get tested, I surely believe that God is going to pull them out of it as long as they lean on him. Amen. Wow. It's an amazing testimony. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Um, I'm sure there, uh, we had, we heard Texas mom's testimony. We're going to continue to pray for Curtis and her and the perseverance of the faith. There are many parents or guardians of prodigals who are maybe listening right now. And sometimes the situation can get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And sometimes we wonder, why is God taking so long? When is it going to happen? What would you say to parents or guardians of prodigals who maybe are becoming faint? Their, their hands are lifted up in prayer, but their hands are starting to falter by the side. What would you say to the parent or guardian of a prodigal son or daughter who is praying for the salvation of their child, but maybe perhaps is getting discouraged or maybe weary because it's taking too long or things are getting worse? What, what encouragement would you give to them? I would um, give them the encouragement that we have to remember that it's God's timing, God's will. Um, we don't know his plan. Um, and it's not our plan. And that was my struggle as well. I wanted it to be my way to have that kind of control, but it's not, that's not how it's, it's supposed to be. He knows what needs to happen with your child, with your prodigal. He knows exactly because that's his child too. That's our borrowed gift from, it's, it's really God's children. We're all God's children. And 
we just have a borrowed gift, a blessing. Um, so just leave it up to God, God's will, and stay stead, stay firm on your word. Uh, reach out to God and let him know that, you know, what you're going through so that you don't feel like you need to carry that burden anymore, but give it to God, lay it at his feet for him to carry. Amen. Well, speaking of laying things at God's feet, is that time? Time for us to come before the throne of grace. We have several prayer requests. Now, we're going to go around the table here. I'm going to include my brother Jamie in this as well. As we're praying for these requests, there is still time to get your request in. And you can type it in. My brother Jamie will see it on his board. And we will bring your request before the throne of grace. Keep in mind, we just don't pray for these requests during our podcast. We lift them up before the throne of grace during the week as well. This is not a one-week, one-time-a-week thing. We lift them up during the week, and then we bring them before the throne of grace in corporate prayer during our podcast. So there is still time to get your prayer request in. And so we're going to begin right now. I'm going to ask my brother Jerron to start it off. Brother Jerron, our first request is for two young men. We know who they are. They're both named Joshua. Now, both these Joshuas are facing addiction issues. And we need to pray for their deliverance and salvation. But both these young men have godly parents. However, the, both these young men are facing the same issues in the bondage and slavery of drug addiction. So I'm going to ask you to pray for both these young men facing the same issues. Two young men with a godly name, Joshua. But we need to pray for their deliverance and salvation. Brother Jerome, pray for these two young men named Joshua. Absolutely. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we we come to your throne, Lord God. We come to you right now praying against addiction, Lord Jesus. Lord, you know how much of, of a of an issue addiction was for me and how much it is for 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 personally in my in my life, Lord God. So this type of prayer, me being able to pray for brothers on on an issue that I personally have dealt with that was rough, Lord, is is something that I believe, Lord, you will anoint me to do. And I believe, Father God, that the faith that I have, knowing that you can deliver and you will deliver them, Father, from their addiction, it must happen, Father God. But, we, but I, I'm also aware, Lord Jesus, that it is of their own free will that they have to want to be made well. So I'm asking you, Father God, that you will strengthen the parents right now of both of these two gentlemen, Lord God, you will strengthen the parents, Father God, and you will give them strength, Father. You will give them endurance to keep praying and to not give up hope, Lord God, to not give up faith that you, Lord God, will work a miracle in both of their lives. Keep them praying for their sons, Lord God. Keep them standing in the gap right now for both of them lord god as we are also standing in proxy father for them we believe lord jesus that you will allow them both to come to serve you and then end up giving their testimony of how they got rid of addiction to the next person that's struggling with addiction lord god because that's how you do you recycle our talents you recycle our gifts and you allow us to give it right back to people it's a circle so I ask you, Lord God, that you will continue that circle because Brother Josh knows, Lord God, he has he has the tools. He has the tools. They both have the tools, Lord God. Allow them to pick up the tools and now start fighting this battle for themselves as well. 
I thank you and praise you, Lord God, for it now. I thank you, Lord God, and I praise you, Father, for that now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It says that you, Lord God, in Job 42, 7 and 8, you will deliver the one in whom you inter we intercede for, who is not innocent. Yes, he will be delivered through the cleanliness of our hands. We thank you, Father, and praise you, Lord God, that you will deliver them, Lord God. Deliver both of them right now, Father, from that addiction in the name of Jesus. We command the spirit of addiction to leave. You have no choice but to go now because you have been compelled by the spirit of God. Leave now in Jesus' name. Take your hands off of those gentlemen now in the name of Jesus. They are clean. Their minds will think of things that are of good report, of things that are of joy, love, peace. I thank you and praise you, Father. They will not think about addiction, but they will think about running into your arms, Lord God, and to stay there in your arms and in your embrace, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you, Father, for it now in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. I seal it with the blood in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sister Lorena, every week we pray for three young ladies. We've been praying for them for months. <laughs> One young lady's name is Gabby, and her mother may or may not be tuning in from Utah. We have another young lady by the name of Angela, and another young lady by the name of Valentina. Gabby, Angela, and Valentina, and all three of these young ladies are facing a variety of issues, <laughs> issues like depression, low self-esteem, hostility to the gospel. They're involved in a variety of things. Um, their parents know that we are praying for them, and the parents have expressed that they're in anguish because these three young ladies, these daughters, are not in the faith. And so I would like you to lift up Gabby, Angela, and Valentina before the throne of grace for the deliverance and salvation from depression, low self-esteem, hostility to the gospel, and that their names get written in the book of life. Their parents are in anguish. So I just leave it in your hands to pray for these three young ladies. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift these ladies up to you, these young ladies, Father. They are children of you, Lord, daughters of the Most High, Father. I know you left me there one time. One time I was tested with these things, the things that they have been tested with as well, Father. But there's no pit, no, nothing too, too deep that they cannot come out of with you, Father. So I pray that you shake them, Father. I know sometimes it's hard for us parents to see our daughter's shaken, our children shaken, but sometimes need it, Father. They need a, a new, new renewal of the mind, Father. So when you, wherever they're at, wherever they are right now, Father, I pray that they just hear your voice, that they start to see you, Father, that they're able to, to hear you and, 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 and be able to be laborers that are sent to them, Father, helpers that are able to send to them. Father, I pray that their parents don't give up, that they don't lose the faith either, Lord, that sometimes that when, when we're in our deepest and darkest moments of thinking of, uh, of, of doubt, Father, that you remind us who you are, who you are in our dreams and in, in, in our secret places, Father, that there's nothing that you, we can't do without you, Father. And I pray that they're able to just go on the path that you set forth. They have a purpose, Father, that they have they have a testimony that is able that they're able to give to others, Father, so that they're able to just be able to use their tools as well, Father, that no addiction, no uh, depression, no 
spirits are able to attach themselves. No longer, Father, I break that. I bind it in the, name, in the name of Jesus Christ, that they are no longer being tempted by the things of the world, but they will be able to see you, Father. They're able to have the passion. The light is going to be ignited in them. The fire will be over them, Lord. They'll be able to read and understand your word, Father. Even if it's a little simple prayer, Lord, I pray that they're able to speak your name right now, wherever they are, Father, meet them. Even the in, even in the deepest depths, Father, because that's where you needed me to be, to be able to see you, Father. So I pray that everything that is blinding them right now, I pray that is broken and that the only thing they see is your face, Father. Meet them right now, face to face. Comfort them, Lord. Grab the hold of them. Lift your hand. Let them see your hand reached out for them, Lord, and let them be able to have the will to grab it, Father, because it's their will to choose you, Father. So I pray that over their life right now. I pray that their, their parents will be able to, to hear and see and be able to test have a testimony just like the Texas mom, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, you are going to do it, Father. You're going to do it that's as long as they are willing to, to be right there and reach out and, and see you, Father. And I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for these, these daughters of you, Father, because they're, I can't wait to one day meet them, Lord, because I know that's your purpose. One day that they're going to be able to come on this podcast and speak their testimony as well, Father. I know it's going to happen. I thank you for it. And I give you all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Every week we pray for China, the lovely daughter of my dear brother Jamie and sister India. Now, it was about a year ago. The first testimony of this podcast came from my dear brother Jamie, who made me pull over as I was driving with the testimony that his daughter China had been delivered and accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. But like I've said before, ground that is gained by prayer will try to be taken back by the enemy. There will always be a counterattack. And so we're going to lift up China in prayer for her perseverance in the faith, thanking God for her salvation and her continued perseverance in the faith. Touch and agree with me right now. Father, we thank you and we praise you, first of all, for praying parents, Lord God, praying parents, my dear brother Jamie and sister India, who lifted up their daughter before the throne of grace. Before her name was written in the book of life, she was wayward and lost, and they continued and persevered in prayer. The enemy tried to discourage them, but they continued, and they trusted in you. And you heard their prayer in your own way, in your own time, Lord God. You know what's best. You know what needs to be done. And China surrendered her life to Christ. You delivered her. And you saved her, Lord God. But Lord, we know the counterattack always comes. The enemy is not going to allow this to go unaddressed. And so we first pray a hedge of protection around China. We pray that you put a battalion of angels around China, protecting her from the attacks of the evil one. Help China to live a life worthy of the calling, Lord God. Axios, Lord God. Help her to live a life in the balance. Lord, help her possession to be in contact with her profession. Make her the woman of God. Make her a Ruth. Make her a Mary. Make her an Esther, Lord God. Make her the woman of God that you can make her to be. Fill her with the Holy Ghost, Lord God. Fire from on high. Give China. You gave China a Damascus Road experience. Now give China an upper room experience. Fill her with the Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost fire from on high, Heavenly Father. Strength to withstand temptation. Perseverance to withstand discouragement, Lord God. And a drive and a commitment to live a consecrated and holy life, Lord. We rebuke 
any counterattacks from the enemy. We cancel any contracts that the enemy has put out on China. We rebuke the forces of darkness in China's life. We plead the blood of Christ over China right now. A woman of God. A woman of God, Lord God. We just commit China into your hands, Lord God. Protection. Continued protection. Continued perseverance. Continued encouragement, Heavenly Father. Again, a battalion, an army, thousands of angels around her, protecting her. Guide her, Lord God. Give her a hunger for your word. When she reads her Bible, speak to her, Lord God. Open up her mind. Like Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says, Lord God, the words of your, your word, Lord God, shall not depart out of her mouth, but she will meditate therein day and night. And when she meditates on your word, she will be successful and be prosperous, Lord God. Bless China. Keep China. Help China to persevere. We commit her into your hands, Lord God. Her name is written in the book of life, and it will stay written in the yes, book of life. Yes, thank you, Jesus. In God. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. And amen. Glory. Brother Jamie, I'm going to call upon you right now for a word of prayer. We have a dear brother and sister who attend Soul Purpose. They have a son named Edgar. I think we're familiar with Edgar. Edgar is an adult. He's a professional. And even though his parents are saved, Edgar knows the gospel. Knowing the gospel is not enough. I mean, just because you live in a garage doesn't mean you're a car. Just because your parents are saved doesn't mean you are. You can be in a church and be a prodigal. So I'm going to ask you to pray for Edgar's deliverance and salvation, that the Lord soften his heart and he come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Praise your name, Lord. Lord, we lift you up today, Father God. You are worthy, Lord. We thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for Edgar. We thank you for his parents, Father God, Lord, the parents that are praying for him and submitting the prayer requests, Father God. They stand faithful on your word, Father God, Lord. Soften Edgar's heart right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Speak softly to him and draw him close to you, Father God, Lord. Mend any bruises, any hurts that he's experienced in his life, whether it's been out in the world or in the church even. Father God, Lord, Lord, whatever it is that's putting a boundary between him and you, Father God, we ask that you remove it, tear it down right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, Lord, because we know that you will do it, Lord, and we know that your time is perfect, Father God, forgive us for being impatient with you, do whatever it is that you need to do, Lord, in his life to bring him into the fold, Father God, Lord, because that is all that matters. In these last and evil days, Lord, there is no time. Time is an illusion. There is no time. In eternity, what we're living here is but a vapor. Yes. There is no time. Give him purpose in his heart to come to you, Father God, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we pray a very special prayer for the parents, Father God, because we've been there. I've been there, Lord. Lord, we bind the hand of the enemy, Lord. We bind his mouth up, Lord, the, the mouth of the enemy that will whisper in their ears to discourage him, to make them think that he's done too much, Lord, that there, there, there's no, uh, no more time left for him, that it's just impossible. We know that's the devil. We bind that. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus, Lord. We stand faithful on your word, your truth, Father God, Lord. Lord, just give them encouragement. Give them the strength that they need. 
to persevere and to maintain and pray each and every day, Lord. We don't let up, Lord. This is the battleground. This is the battleground. This is how we fight our battles on our knees, praying to you, Father God, because we know that you have the victory. The battle is already won. We declare it right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that Edgar will come back to you, Father, that we will see him in church, Father, that we will even hear him on the podcast yes, to share his testimony of how he has given his life to Jesus, how he's come back into the fold, and so that it would be an encouragement to other parents, Lord, and to other prodigals out there, Father God, Lord. We pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jamie. Brother Jaron, we have a young man that we pray for every week. His name is Rasham. This request came in from his mom a while back. Now, Rashan used to be a believer. He was a Christian, but now apparently he doesn't believe in God, and he became addicted to social media and Eastern philosophies. And so what we need to pray for is against the spirit of deception and against the spiritual blindness, which is keeping him from returning back to the faith. Mom, of course, is perhaps discouraged, but we need to pray for Rashan. The time is short. We don't want to see Rashawn get left behind or end up in a crisis eternity. So I'm asking you to lift Rashawn up in prayer for his deliverance and salvation. Father God, in Jesus' name, I ask you, Lord, to be Rashawn's flashlight right yes. now, Lord God. Allow him to be able to have clear vision, Lord, yes. back to you. He needs a direct path, Lord God, a direct, clear vision back to you, Father God. If you have to shake him, Lord, shake him, Father God. Shake him and break him so that way he knows that it is only you and only through you can anything possibly work for him positively. Sometimes we have to be knocked off the horse and completely knocked off the horse so that we were face flat on the ground. Lord, that's what it took for me. That might be what it takes for this brother right here, Lord God. I ask you, Father, that you will do what it is that you need to do, Father, just to get through to him, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you and praise you, Lord God, for it now. I command the deception, spirit of deception, because that's a spirit as well. Yes. We command that spirit because we do have authority over these spirits that we're commanding because we were given authority by the Lord of everything that decides to dwell on this earth. So since you're deciding to dwell on this earth and in my brother, you need to listen to what I'm about to say. You need to now leave from him in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, spirit of deception, we command you to go. We command that the clarity enters into his mind right now in the name of Jesus, the clear perception of, of the Lord, the clear direction of the Lord, and the, and, the, and the clear rectification that's going to happen in that man's life right now must happen, will happen in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you, Lord, and praise you, Father God, for it now. We thank you, Father God, for being faithful, Lord. You are thank a you, faithful Lord. God, Father. And we know, Lord God, that you will be faithful to this brother here. He already knows what he needs to do, Lord God. He knows the two, he has the tools. He knows that the, he knows the, the lessons, the lesson plans. He knows the philosophy. Just allow him, Father God, to have the clear vision, the clear flashlight back to you, Lord, so, he, so it'll make sense to him, Lord God. Allow it to make it make sense to him, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Give him a sign. Give him a vision. Whatever it is he needs, give him the bulb, light bulb in his head for him to say, okay, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. There's no way yeah. besides his way. 
So I ask you, Lord God, that you will make that known. Even if you have to literally knock him off the horse, the horse, you can break him. He doesn't have to totally, completely crumble. But, but break him, Father God. Break him in two if it's necessary. Break him in three, Lord God, as long as he's able to recover from it and end up telling others about the situation that happened with him and how it got better and, 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 for, and for your good, for your glory, Lord God. His testimony, allow his testimony to be something that is yes, Lord. something that is allowed to bring others into the, to the, to the faith as well. Yeah. We thank you and we praise you, Father, for it now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Sister Lorena, we have a young man by the name of Matthew. And we've been praying for Matthew every single week as well. Uh, at one point, Matthew was in jail and he was suicidal, also getting involved in the occult. And we received uh, some information from Matthew's mom. And Matthew, of course, is like many prodigals, causing his mother much anxiety. Mm -hmm. She's worried about her son. There are details which she provided. I believe she wants some of these details to be uh, not aired. But, you know, God knows the details. We don't know, mm -hmm. know the details. Mm -hmm. But, again, what we do know is that Matthew, of course, is living an unsaved lifestyle. He is or was getting involved in the occult. And he is, you know, he's been in and out of jail giving his mom a hard time. And mom is anxious, but she is praying for his deliverance son's salvation. So I will call upon you right now to touch and agree with mom for the same thing. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm in agreement with Matthew's mother for his salvation and his deliverance, Lord. There, like I said before, there's nothing, there's no mountain too big for you to move, Father. No matter what walls we build up, you will knock them down, Lord. So I'm praying that you knock his walls down right now where he stands, Father, so that he can only see you. No longer this cult, no longer of, of other things that he has put placed in his wave of being blinded father all he's going to see is your face because that is what is needed we need a, a heart surgery father we need a re new heart renew of the mind as well father heal him for anything that he has put in his mind heal him from anything he has put in his body father god let him be a a, a, a new testimony that is able to also glorify you and speak your word father god not the word of the false uh, God, so not the word of the false cult that he is following right now, Father. Let him to only see you. Be his light. Be be his light and light his path up, Father, so that his crooked path is, will be, start to begin to straighten, Father, so that his mother be able to see it as well, Father. Let him be able to just uh, dump everything that is that's in it right now and dump it out so that he's able to be filled with you, Father, because that is what is needed. The flesh needs to be poured out daily, daily, Lord, daily. So I pray right now that he starts to pour it out and, and you're able to fill in, fill into his heart, fill into his mind, fill into his his spirit, Father God. And I thank you for, and I praise you for it because I know it's going to do it. Let him have the will of your will, Father, not the one of his own. Not Sometimes we think that we're, we're greater and we think that we don't have any flaws, but Lord, you have shown us we are, we are always going to fail, but you will never fail, Lord. And let him be able to see that and know through everything, every struggle that he's going through, it's because he's doing it his way and not Yahweh, Lord. And I thank you, Father, for your way. Let's, let's continue to, to 
have faith in you, Father, because sometimes that is needed too. His faith needs to be built up. So sometimes, you know what, in that broken spot that he's walking right now, his faith will build up and his mother's going to see it too. Strengthen her, Lord. Let her know that sometimes no matter what happens, that you are going to be there comforting him because we're children of you, Father. Let have your mercy and your grace fall upon this family right now where they stand, Father. Go into their dreams, Father, so they're only able to see you. Father, you've done it with my family, so I know you'll do it with this family. You've done it with my daughter, so I know you'll do it with her son, Father God. You've shown yourself, and it's going to happen, not, not tomorrow, not, not the next day, but tonight, Father. And I thank you for it. There's going to be a praise report coming, Father. And I thank you, and I glorify you, and I praise your name for it. In Jesus' mighty name, Jesus amen. 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 Glory. We have a dear sister who attends Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. I won't divulge her name. I'll respect her privacy and confidentiality. But she has a son by the name of Johnny, an adult son. And Johnny is in bondage to alcoholism. But there's a greater chain than that. It's the chain of damnation. Johnny is not a believer. But we're going to touch and agree right now for Johnny, for his deliverance from the bondage of alcoholism, and anything else that's keeping him from surrendering to Christ and for his salvation as well. And his name get written in the book of life. So touch and agree with me right now for Johnny. Father, we thank you and praise you right now again for praying moms and praying dads. In this case, a praying mom. And we just lift this mom up right now. Lord, she is praying for her son. And the enemy may be whispering in her ear. He's not going to get saved. He's too difficult a nut to crack. Pray for somebody else. These are lies from the enemy. Yes. So stop this mom from praying. But we just lift this mom up right now. Lord, we ask that you give her a double, a triple, a quadruple portion of your Holy Spirit. Give her a upper room experience. Let tongues of fire come upon her right now, Lord God, and help her to pray in the Holy Ghost for her son, Lord God, yes. when she gets discouraged, encourage her. Don't let the enemy bring her down, Heavenly Father. Lord, give her the assurance that the answer is coming. It's already here, Lord God. You have the perfect answer, the perfect way. Help her to trust in you, Lord God. You know what's best. You know what to do yes. to bring Johnny to the foot of the cross. Encourage mom. Strengthen mom's heart. Right now, we lift Johnny up in prayer right now, Lord God. Let every stronghold of the enemy get pulled down, the stronghold of alcoholism. We pull it down right now in the name of Jesus, and we claim deliverance yes. for Johnny right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind the strong man that has Johnny in bondage. In Elohim, Elohim, Elohim. We must praise you, Lord God, for Johnny's deliverance from alcoholism. But more than that, touch Johnny's heart. Give him a distaste for alcohol, Lord God, when he tries to take a sip. Help him go yuck, Lord God. Give him a distaste for any alcohol, Lord God. Give Johnny no rest. There is no peace for the wicked, Lord God. Give Johnny no peace. Help him to realize that there is salvation in no other. It's not found in a bottle. It's not found in a blunt. It's not found in the arms of a woman. Only you, Lord God. You are the source of peace and salvation. You are the Prince of Peace. You are the living water, Lord God, the bread of life. Reveal yourself to Johnny in a mighty way. If necessary, give him a Damascus Road experience so he can have an upper room experience, Lord God. 
Even put it in Johnny's heart to want to come to church, Lord God. Whatever it takes, bring somebody who'll witness to him. Let him hear a Christian song. Help his mom witness to him. Whatever it takes, Lord God, whatever method you choose, we commit Johnny into your hands. We commit his deliverance and salvation into your hands, Lord God. And we thank you and we praise you. We know it's already here. Like the song says, even when we don't see it, you're working. Even when we can't yeah. feel it, you're working. You, you never stop working and you're working now. Yeah. We thank you and praise you for Johnny's deliverance and salvation, which we know is taking place. It may happen tonight. It may happen tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, but it is going to happen. His name will be written in the book of life, Lord God. We thank you and praise you. We're waiting for the praise report that we know is going to come. Yes, we commit him into your hands, Lord God, the best hands, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Brother Jerron, we had a request that came in. I guess maybe a little, not too long ago during our podcast, a dear sister called in, and the details are ambiguous. They're not real clear, but God knows the details. All that came in was that this mom, this praying mom has a son, and she wants prayer that his son, that her son find his way. Now, he may be a backslider, and he need to come back to the fold, or he may be exploring other things, and he's not saved. Whatever the case is, please pray for this mom and that her son find his way to the foot of the cross. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you, Lord God. We come before your throne, Lord God, with uh, with, with thanksgiving in our hearts, Lord God. We are, we are thankful, Father, that when we pray, Lord, and believe you, Father, through faith, Lord, we are able to get what it is we're praying for, whether it's for healing, whether it's for uh, salvation, whether it's for uh, bills to be paid, whatever it is, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that we have faith, and through faith, Lord, our prayers are heard. So I ask you, Lord God, I focus my attention, I focus my prayer now on this gentleman, Lord God. We ask you, Father God, that he will come to know you, whether it's again or for the first time, Father God. Give him an understanding, Lord, of you. Allow him to see you yes. today. Give him a glimpse, Lord God, just a glimpse, Lord Jesus, so that way he'll be hooked if we ever saw you, Lord, we wouldn't be able to function. We wouldn't even be we wouldn't be able to do anything. We would bow down to you. Father. Just give him a glimpse, Lord Jesus, just so he can see and taste and see, Lord God, that you are good. You'll have no choice but to continue to keep coming back every single time. He'll keep coming back to you, Father. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you, Lord God, for it now. Bring him home, Lord Jesus. Bring him home now in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and praise you, Father, for your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, we've come to the conclusion of this edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And I want to thank everyone who's here with me. I want to thank our brother Jamie, who's our sound man, working the board. I want to thank my sister Lorena and my brother Jerron, who are my guest hosts here. I want to thank my wife who's sitting immediately to my right. Don't worry, someday I'll get her to come on the air. But she is a helpmeet and a paracletos to me. She's in the background, but even in the background, she's in the foreground. Yes. Amen. Lifting me up in prayer. She is an encouragement, and I thank God for her. So I want to ask my brother, Jerron, for your, any final insights that you want to share. Um, <clears throat> I definitely want to say that if you are in a situation in life where you messed up and humans 
are ridiculing you and are making you feel terrible about it and like there's no coming back from it. It's over. You messed up. It's done and over with. Like they haven't made a mistake and, you know, haven't been forgiven for it. Like I'm, I'm here to say that your downfall can be your biggest rebound. Yes. This was the biggest rebound that I've ever had. And, and I've never felt closer to the Lord. Like even when I, when I originally got saved three years ago, I, I knew of the Lord, like I've said, but this, I feel so close to him now. Like I have my devotions with the Lord. I have prayer time with God, but then there's times where I'm just randomly praying for certain people that might tick me off at work, certain people that he puts in my heart and tells me to pray for during the day. Like it's just, I have such a connection with him now. It's, it's even showing now huge on my family, even in my three-year-old. Like she is, she's, she, she is, you can tell she's from a house of prayer. Yes. You know, so regardless of what it, what you might do or, you know, just repent, ask God for forgiveness. That's the main thing. You ask him for forgiveness. You get back in right standing with God and you keep it moving. He knows that we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. That's what people have to understand. Like everyone Christians get the misconception that when you become a Christian, you have to be this perfect being. Now you have to be just like Jesus and, and, and wrong. You're not Jesus. It's not going to happen. No matter how hard you try, you're not going to be perfect. So you can come off like trying to be perfect. And then you're still wrong for doing that because you're not, you're, 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 you're given the wrong perception of, of what, of what you are. No one's perfect. Right. You know, no one. Everyone falls short. If it says everyone falls short, it says that for a reason. That means you have fell short. I have fell short. Your pastor has fell short. The police, the judge, whoever. Everyone has fallen short of the glory. No one's perfect. So don't be condemned. Don't think that your sin is so bad that you can't come back from it. Mm -hmm. That's just not true. God will forgive you for anything as long as you have a contrite and repentive heart oh, yes. bottom line just keep that in your mind and then come back home come back home to your parents they have your arm their arms wide open for you with the ring and, and ready to throw a party for you because at the end of the day you're the prodigal child and 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 they are ready for you to come back home yeah. they are ready yeah. arms wide open praise god oh. sister lorena any closing thoughts Yes, um, just for the parents of prodigals, don't stop praying. Don't stop your closeness with God. Um, like I said before, it, it's God's timing, not our timing. Yes. Um, don't be discouraged and uh, put the armor of God on each and every day because, you know, the devil is busy, but we have victory with Jesus. So remember that. And there's other parents out there that are praying with you. We are in this together. We're pillars um, in, in Azars to each other. So uh, remember that to stay on his word, firm on his word, um, because there's no mountain too big for God not to move in your child's life or in your life. Absolutely. Praise God. Thank you so much, Mother Gerard and Sister Lorena, for being Thank on you. this edition of the Thank Parents you. of Prodigals podcast. Thanks to my wife, Nicole, for being by my side. Thanks to my brother, Jamie. I'm not a tech person. He's the tech person. And he is also, also a paracletos and encouragement. The next time we'll be on the air will be next Thursday, November 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we look forward to you tuning in to our next podcast. But until then,
be watchful in prayer, continuing therein. If you're the parent of a prodigal and you live in New York, California, Colorado, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, or Idaho, if you're the parent of a wayward and backslidden son and daughter, and you live in Texas, Ohio, Wisconsin, West Virginia, Montana, if you're the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, you live in New Hampshire, Washington State, Rhode Island or Indiana, if you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved, backslidden, or wayward son and daughter, and you're agonizing for their deliverance and salvation, and you live in Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, or Wyoming, if you're the parent of an unsaved or prodigal son and daughter, and you live in Mexico, Canada, the United Kingdom, the Philippines, India, Germany, New Zealand, Bosnia, Herzegovina, or Brazil, no matter where you are, if you're in the next house, the next town, the next block, the next city, the next state, or overseas, if you are the parent of an unsaved, backslidden, or wayward son and daughter, and you are praying for their deliverance and salvation, continue in prayer being watchful therein. And watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it until next Thursday, November 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Brother Alan Weir. On behalf of all of us here at Parents of Prodigals, wishing you a good night and God bless.